a super important podcast about hair. Question mark. Featuring Ryan Teal and Stephen Adams as your co-hosts. Let's begin. A super important podcast about hair. Okay, that's Yeah, it's pretty simple. <laughs> it's so. Yeah, I I remembered the name and I thought it was cool and I and because it, it was just nothing like funky, but just like basic. Yeah, just directly right in your face. It is what it is, uh-huh. which is kind of kind of perfect. Yeah, we're just gonna like. <clears throat> yeah, he stole that from Belichick. By the way, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, up. Oh, Ryan's calling me. I'll call him. Oh wait, let's see if I can accept this. Hang on, hang on a second. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. Welcome. You are on the air. Guess what? Here we go. Uh, I'm gonna merge the calls. See if I can do this all technically. Hello, Don, Ryan, are you both there? I'm here. I'm here. Hey, hey, look at that. That's We're nice. all on it, and it's being recorded all at the same time, so it's perfect. Nice. I know. Congratulations. That, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty fucking cool. I don't yeah. know. What's going on, yeah. Ryan? Not much. What's going on with you, Don? Uh, same old, same old that's going on everyone else in the world, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Ryan, what, are you, what were you painting? I'm painting the workshop, so oh, the nice. the workshop area, yeah, that that uh, we're gonna open up in January. I just putting a uh, primer on the whole space. Oh, nice. What me, what city are you in? Um, I I'm uh, putting a, a workshop in Kansas City. Oh, you're no, oh, that's what I was asking. What city are you you in? I yeah, I, I was in more. I was in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, until uh, COVID uh, the what call it hit the Quarantine, and then I moved out to Kansas City. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. I, need to figure out, I need to figure out where my next step is. So. <laughs> where are you at, Don? Uh, Providence. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and so many, businesses, so many businesses up here closed. Yeah. Like they said, yeah, I think it's said 30% of the restaurants in Boston uh-huh. are gone. Like some yeah. that have been around for like 30 40 years. There was a bakery down the street from me. 110 wow. years. They closed. Oh, man. That's crazy. You know, I don't know if you guys saw on, on uh, social media yesterday. Um, oh, and then like the day before when me and you were talking the other day, Stephen, um, uh, Anthony Giannotti, Anthony the Barber, uh, put up, you know, because we have been dealing with just like a ton of no-call, no-shows. Correct. And I got off the phone and got on social media and saw that Anthony Giannotti, Anthony the Barber, you know, was like, you know, it's great that you're booking appointments, but can you show up to them? And so I messaged him and he's like, dude, he gets five to six no-call show show shows per day. And then on social media yesterday, he posted, you know, I don't try to get, so this is a quote, I don't try to get negative, you know, but, you know, I, for the first time ever, my two barber shops are slow. If you're not scared, can you book an appointment just to, you know, help, you know, a small businesses out? And we're slow. This business has never been slow. We're actually slower than, than you know, ever before. It's, it's pretty freaking crazy. And, you know, we don't even know if it's, you know, COVID or is it, you know, the election or, or I've you know. I've gotten one haircut in the last six months. So what does that tell you? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, it's exactly not on my list because it's kind of like, 
you got to wear the mask. You got to you know, only be so many. You really mm-hmm. can't do a walk-in. I mean, yeah. In, yeah, in fact, in Minnesota, you can't do walk-ins. It's it's against it's against our guidelines. We cannot do walk-ins. They have to be appointments or they have or, to be appointments. Yeah, we we kind of. They, they kind of loosely say you're not allowed to do appointments here, but we, I mean, we're not allowed to do uh, walk-ins here, but we, we kind of do walk-ins too. Right. I mean, really. Yeah. yeah well, it's the same thing with the restaurants. They take your info at the desk and be like, okay, well, you can do a walk-in. Then your info, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come yeah. Right. Come back in five minutes. So I mean, Exactly. Yeah, we'll go away <laughs> exactly. come back. Yeah. Just close your yeah, eyes for a minute. <laughs> close your eyes for a minute and boom, an you've got an appointment. the building instead of, doing a walk-in so yeah it's just a way to get around it so yeah there's yeah totally yeah you kind of have to do that because i was wondering like i was thinking like what about great clips and what about all the walk-in service businesses that they're that's their whole model is not to have appointments how are they going to be running you know their business yeah i mean like a super cut so like the dollar yeah like uh, those like low-end um like fast service as long as many haircuts done in a day kind of thing exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it's kind of not. Oh, all right. Well, 2020 is great, isn't it? It's super awesome. <laughs> you know, I was uh, listening totally to a kidding. motivational. I was listening to a motivational um, something like motivational book on tape or something like that, and they said something that like hit me like a bag of bricks. I was in the I was in the uh, shower and I was like, no way. The the guy who was reading it just used the, the comment 2020 hindsight, and I was like, wait a minute. 2020 hindsight it's 2020 i'm like how weird is that like 20 you know like that 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 old saying 2020 hindsight that like maybe you always have better you know better you know 2020 hindsight instead of like you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 you know, that's what they use well that's what they say too like 2020 vision it's yeah totally hindsight too so and we're in 2020 well the funny thing is i heard that they the mayans thing was 2021 2012 and yeah. the rumor is that they just got the two and the one switch, and the end of the world is next year. <laughs> oh, I would love that. I think that'd be freaking awesome. I'm, I don't know how, how I feel about it. the end of the world. <laughs> that's how I've been playing the whole summer. It's like the summer of George. It's like the summer of Dawn. I'm like, we had to shut down. It's going to get worse. It's going to start getting horrible again when it gets colder. Because right now, with the daylight savings time thing, we're mm-hmm. basically in New England. Where we were in February, March, for how much darkness compared to light during the day. Uh-huh. Like, it's just a matter of how much sunlight is hitting the street and the ground, which is keeping the virus away from, like, kind of sitting overnight, because it was eight hours in June. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, it's the winter is when it's cycling back, and that's what I'm worried about with the snow and the cold weather. <laughs> that's just gonna, And that's why we're starting to peak back up, going the opposite direction. Yeah, because that's where it's at. And I'm like, I'm just going to have fun for like four or five months in the summer. I'm like, kind of still keep social distancing, didn't travel, haven't gone on a plane, haven't even left Rhode Island or Massachusetts, haven't even gone to New York per se, because I can't anyways, mm-hmm. because Rhode Island's on the bad list. But <laughs> I'm like, I just know that this coming November, December, January, we're going to be back where we were six months ago. So, yeah, right. so I'm telling people, save up, put money aside. And a lot of people are, and it's just kind of funny that they're like, oh, the economy's doing great. And I'm like, 30% of the small businesses get shut down, and that's a good economy? Oh, yeah, because my stocks are doing great. And I'm like, yeah, you're part of the 1%. Yeah. 
that the yeah. Dow Jones is what exactly. people care about. I'm like, yeah. that's what the 1%, that's what Trump friends think it means. Mm-hmm. Because right. I made money in the stock market. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't make money behind the job. Right. Because and, I'm unemployed. And making, because I was make, a bartender. Right. And making money in the stock market is not helping uh, anybody in the middle class or anybody lower than the middle yeah. class. It's just kind of No, like, it's helping. It's and only, that's all they look at. Well, this is great because I've made money because of the economy. And I'm like, yeah, so you're being selfish. Because yeah. 40% of the people are out of work. Or they're doing jobs that they're making less than. Or their hours get cut to twenty. And like the bus- yeah. and most of the businesses that are doing okay during this right now, I mean, I've talked to probably twenty different business owners in the last couple of weeks and everybody's running you running about thirty to forty percent less than what they're used to. And they're make nobody's making profit. Everybody's like losing a couple thousand dollars a month or they're like maybe breaking even or they're like it, it's con nobody's doing well. You know, it, it especially on the business level. So it's it's crazy when they're like, "Yeah, the economy is so great right now." It is only if you're on the you know, stock market. You know, you know, I, I I'm not gonna. I mean, I don't mean to be like, "Oh, well, look at me." I mean, we're slow right now. Like this week has been slow. But to be honest, we we last month, um, September of this month, or last month, um, or September of this year. Let me say, uh, this salon that I'm working in did a thousand dollars you know more than they did in 2019 that's with, amazing uh missing missing two hairdressers uh and we only work we only see uh clients two days a week or four days a week where they were seeing clients five days a week last year um and then you know on top of that i'm actually going to be debt free i'm planning on being debt free by january 1 you know paying off you know close to almost twenty thousand dollars in credit card debt since uh, IBS New York. Holy since, moly, since, that's you know, amazing. What, yeah, but, you know, I've also, since the dawn of time, lived poor. Like, even when I had money, I lived poor. So, you know, when when I have money, I'm socking it away, socking it away, socking it away. I mean, it's, it's like I've always just done that anyway. Like, I've never, you know, felt like I was, you know, super well off ever, you know. So when, you know, well, we're that's doing... That's how I got lucky the last couple of years because all the money that I made, I didn't go out and buy a freaking car. I didn't yeah. go out and buy, like, oh, I'm going to go and buy some Eevees. I'm like, I wear my $15 fucking sketches that I get mm-hmm. because it's buy one, get one 50% off. I'm like, yeah. they're comfortable. I know they fit. I buy them when they go on sale online, so buy one, get one free, and then I put the other one in the closet. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's I'm awesome. Go. It's like, I still wear Levi's since I was a little kid. I'm because I know how they fit. <laughs> And I can order yeah. them online. I don't need fucking Gucci, a Gucci necklace or all of that stuff. And that's what some of these influencers were doing. They're buying because they had the money and not realizing that this could happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. It, it's kind of crazy. It, it right now is the time to like just save as much cash as possible. It's amazing that Ryan, that you're getting out of debt. That's incredible. This is a time to do it. I wish I was in that same predicament where I was like debt free, but I'm working on it. And that's the whole thing is just like saving up as much as you possibly can preparing for the next step. And then hopefully we can all make it through the winter and into hopefully into next spring. And it's going to be an interesting ride. That's all I can say. It'll well, I know one thing. I'm not getting no vaccine, so. You're not going to get the vaccine? 
No, I'll wear the mask. I'll social distance, but I'm not putting no disease in my body. I'm like, sorry. I'm like, I've never done drugs. I'm not going to stop by starting to shoot myself with a fucking needle. I'll let my body fight it if I get it. I'm like, I'm building up my immune. I'm sleeping. I'm drinking more water. I'm staying away from alcohol by not going out every single night (laughs) to to go get dinner and eating more at home where, where I'm trying to build my immune system up get ready for it because i know i'm gonna get it eventually right yeah i think it's pretty much now to the point to where there's two types of people out there there's people that have had covid and there's people that are going to get covid right it's one or the other yeah i mean there's not like you know people that are never going to get it i think everybody's going to get it it's chicken pox it's it's the measles it's you know the 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 yearly flu. I mean that's that's at the point where where we're at now. I mean you know and and the whole thing is that I just hope that at this point that you know science and whatnot has it under control enough to where not as many people are dying. And, you know once they do get it. Well, exactly, and and that's really what the vaccine is for is for those that need yeah. that extra boost and hopefully that'll like really help. I I'm gonna wait on the vaccine until I see other people not die from it. <laughs> that's kind of yeah hard. i mean that's the same way that i felt feel about the flu the flu uh shots and all that stuff too it's like yeah it's, i've never got totally. a flu shot i get the flu because of the cold and then yeah. i let my body fight it but i don't i would take my mother's medicine called nyquil that she thought cured everything it doesn't but cure I everything mean, i don't Huh? <laughs> Nyquil doesn't cure everything. That's what <laughs> shit. I've been doing everything wrong. <laughs> I've been doing everything wrong for a while. But that's what she thought was like the greatest thing. Oh, make sure you take your Nyquil. I'm like, it was like that, like that Greek wedding where it's like the guy got Windex to get everything. So. Yeah, Windex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so what? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, oh, Steven. I was going to say, so should we get into some of our topics that we want to talk about today? Yeah. And let yeah, me just, yeah. and oh, you know what I really need to do? We haven't done this yet, mm. so are you guys ready? Dun, dun, yeah. dun, dun. You get to listen to our theme song. Oh, nice. Welcome. We're going to actually, like, this just put it in. a super important podcast about hair. Question mark. Featuring Ryan Teal and Stephen Adams as your co-host. Let's begin. There you go. I always wanted to do that just in the middle of the recording. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this sounds so cool and so punk rock. Well, today... <laughs> hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> like, I just went to the room, like, and I haven't been talking to you for, like, 20 minutes. Oh, no, but when we when we actually, ed- when I edit this, we're going to have our conversation before before this, so it, this is all good. Okay. We're going to still stumble into yeah. our... We don't want to make it, like, a perfectly crisp, clean radio nah. show. It's got to be just a no, little rough around the edges. Because, it's, because that's all we are. That's just conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Like, just whatever and, and it was kind of like it's like what's going on today and not like oh how do you get followers how do you get white how do you do and i'm like yeah. it doesn't matter anymore <laughs> exactly well today it's over yeah well today on super important podcast we have don godfrey who's joined us who's been a long friend of myself and also of ryan teal and really don what makes you why are you on the show i mean what what are you about why why do you want to be here today 
I just like helping people and, and seeing them thrive. And, and kind of like one of the things that Ryan was talking about early was like kind of motivate people, kind of make themselves better, try to get them to understand their value. <laughs> and not even just with social media, but just like, what can I do tomorrow that I'm not doing today to get that business? Even just like walking around the street with my logo on my sleeve. So, and just making that so it's kind of like part of your brand. And if I can get people to understand old school marketing mm-hmm. and how to adapt it in the world, then, then that's where I'm kind of at myself. So. so would you call yourself like a social media expert or would you say you're a marketing expert and like a, a Branding, business coach? Marketing, advertising, consulting. Okay. And social media is just one piece of that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just today's medium. Just like in the 1900s, it was a newspaper. Just yeah. like after that, then it was radio. Radio, and yeah. After that, yeah. it's TV. And then after that, it's it's TV on radio with MTV. And then after that, it's like every single cable channel. And now, now with this podcast, it's basically going back to radio. Right. It's, yeah. it's backtracking. And soon, everybody will yeah, start making know, and, zines and, again. <laughs> and cassettes. <laughs> And, you know, it's, it's funny because I heard this somewhere where it said that, uh, you know, marketers and brand managers and, and, you know, people that do marketing and branding, their sole number one purpose in life is to ruin, um, you know, places, you know, like, like you know, devices that, that are cool that people go to for, you know, content such as, you know, social media, such as, you know, the radio and, and TV that really you know, the TV would have been super awesome if it wasn't for all the commercials. And, mm-hmm. you know, same thing with radio, same thing with social media. And, you know, my whole thing with social media, I, I actually have fallen in love with social media in the last few years, um, where it seems like, you know, as soon as you feel, you realize that, that social media, Facebook, Instagram, whatnot is, you know, it's not a toy, it's a tool. You know, as soon as you figure that out, then, then you know, I feel like, you know, you could fall in love with it. You know, I mean, like, as long as it's not a place to show pictures of your kids and, you know, what you're having for dinner, but, you know, making you some money and, and, you know, I, cause I feel like I was, I, you know, when I would see social media, I would keep going back to, you know, why well, I miss MySpace or I miss, you know, whatever. Friendsters. And, you know, keeping in touch with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Friend, yeah. <laughs> and nowadays I'm like, I don't really, you know, care about any of that. I just care about, you know, the brand, the brand out. And it's a lot more cathartic if you would. Yeah, and, and it just that's how I feel Instagram's kind of evolved. I mean, I feel Instagram now, just like I was telling Stephen like two weeks ago when we were discussing this, is basically AOL Instant Messenger at this point. You post mm-hmm. something on your page, and then you hope that people reply, and then you turn it into a conversation. You turn yep. it into a DM mm-hmm. instead of their name popping up online. Ooh, who's on that computer that I can chat with today? just like in, in little mini tiny chat rooms. So it's kind yeah. of, it's a ball from, <laughs> I want to get likes, I want to be Insta famous, to how can I use my Insta fame to promote what I want to promote, and then really creating your brand that way. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of evolved from where it was four years ago, hey, I'm going to buy likes because I want to be Insta famous and an influencer. Now it's, people still want that that didn't have it. But I'm like, yeah, you can have it. You can have mine. I'm like, I want it. 
Well, it, I'm it, like, it's too much work having that many followers. So, well, yeah, it's interesting what you were telling me a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about this is you're like, everything that you're posting is really to create a conversation or to drive them to your website or to drive them to a link that you're actually trying to get them to or to get them to your, you know, something else or to create a conversation or like when I liked it, you text me back. So it's automatically about connecting and making connections. And it doesn't always mean through that same social media app. It could be like whatever. Yeah, I mean, I count names in my phone and not necessarily followers because I don't have space for 500,000 phone numbers. Right. (laughs) It's that core. It's that core of people that get my telephone number that I'll chat with. It's the core people that I, I allow them to follow me on Facebook my personal page because I want to keep my personal page more friends and family than business oriented. Yep. So when people post pictures of like, Hey, I'm at this place in Boston, then they're not following me on Instagram, but they're people I've known for like 20 years. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of like, I want to keep that separated where I only have a thousand people on Facebook on my personal page, just because I want to keep that to the family, friends, um, close friends, cousins, and stuff like that, so I can see their stuff, right? And not miss it because I got enough other pages to kind of view at it. So, you know, that's kind of more of like a like an ownership. Like you you have ownership of the people when you do limit how many people are on there, as opposed to you know like a lot of influencers and whatnot. What they don't realize is you know they're really just leasing their following from Instagram. Instagram really owns the owns the followers, like like. You know, the, the Instagram, you know, famous people and whatnot, they don't really own the following. You know, if you leave Instagram or if you get kicked off of Instagram, you leave your, your following there unless you spread it out. Mm-hmm. But like you were just saying that, you know, your true friends are on your Facebook, which are your, your part of your private group. Or, you know, I have a, a, a text messaging thing where, you know, it's like a, it's a thing where like they come to me and we actually have text messages as opposed to, you know, a you know big social media thing it's it's a lot more personal and i feel like that's you know in my opinion that's that's so much more you know um that personal aspect where i can walk up and say well i have these followers like you know that that are on mine it's like i own as opposed to instagram owns them if that makes sense yeah and that's that's kind of um what it comes down to at the end of the day is, is it doesn't matter how many followers if that person decides they're going to leave Instagram for a month you just they're still a follower but you think they're a follower but they're not checking in or yeah. because they're following way mm-hmm. too many people and that's yeah. the issue a lot of people have they started following 4,000 people and now you're competing with the other 4,000 people to get their attention because oh my god what am I going to do I, I'm my friend has 4,000 following 4,000 people I need to make sure my picture gets seen today over theirs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so the best is having a small group that see every single thing you post because they're only following 200 people. And clients only follow 200 people. They're not following 5,000 people. And that's why why from the business standpoint, I want somebody to follow me, but it'd only be one of 200 pages they follow. Mm-hmm. Not four thousand, because then it's quality over the quantity. So yeah, yeah. 
So what you're saying, creating so, little communities, right? I was going to say that's exactly what I was just going to say. So really, mm-hmm. what you're saying is, it's not about how many followers you have; it's about how many people are engaged in conversation with you and ha- will actually connect with your business, whatever that might be. You know, if you're a hairdresser, it's your clients, and if you're you know marketing a product, then it's like somebody who's interested in your product. But it's really about building that community around that. Is that what you're oh, saying? Yeah. And, and then how many, and then redirecting them to that one spot, right. giving them that funnel. So they're all going to that one location with me. Now it's my website. Right. I don't care where I get a like. If they didn't click to my website that week, then I didn't make a sale. If they didn't click to my website because my blog didn't interest them, then I didn't get a website. So I want Google like <laughs> more so than just Instagram. So mm-hmm. my redirection has gone the opposite. I want my brand notice on all social media platforms and all redirecting to one location. Well, and this yeah. then I keep then I get a better eye on how it's doing. Right, and this comes into why you want to u- utilize a lot of different platforms. I know you, Don, you and I were talking about this um, just a couple of weeks ago, and it's like Instagram. You can't actually put a link on there. I mean, you have your you can do it up in your bio, but that's the only spot you can do it. But and in your story. Oh, you can put a link in your story too? Yeah, if you have 10,000 followers. So. Yeah, well, I don't have yeah, 10,000 followers, so I'm yeah. screwed. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, that's the thing. It's like, again, it's like, it's a little bit harder, but I think it's really fascinating how you cross market through using, you know, like using your Pinterest account and using your Facebook and then using your website and you you're and using your YouTube and you're connecting every piece of social media together all under the same brand, which then pulls everything together so that they can, it forces them eventually to your website. Yeah. And, and the thing I love in regard to Pinterest is it's all me. Right. I can post, Hey, I love beer. I'm going to save my beer photos. I love chicken broccoli ziti. I'm going to create a page of just chicken broccoli ziti. And then it, Pinterest shows me chicken broccoli ziti recipes as part of my feed. Instagram shows me one category. And if you're only posting one category, they're only going to show one category. Right. Like we were talking earlier about who passed away two days ago. <laughs> Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. So he's been around since the 70s. But how many people listen to albums? What album first comes to your mind? Depending on your generation, for me it was 1984, the picture of the little baby with the wings. For me, it was right. Diver Down. Out, yeah. Diver Down was my first album. I one of my first albums I ever bought. Oh, uh, Eddie yeah. uh, Van Halen, Van, uh, Van Halen one. Oh yeah, Van Halen one too. It's amazing. Yeah, which album. album was the one that had them singing Roy Rogers' Happy Trail? Uh, that was. I, let me pull it up. Wasn't that Diamond Dave? Wasn't that wasn't that a, a, a his solo album? I think that was no, Diamond was Dave's solo album. I think it was. It was me, okay. I think so, but, but let still, me find they out. They brought back an old classic, and that's how they end their albums, and it pops up on YouTube. <laughs> because when somebody like that passes away, yeah, we're going to Instagram just like we're going to the newspaper to leave our um to leave our little comments like, oh, thank you so much, Eddie. Up here, but we're all going to YouTube because we want to see his videos. We want to hear his voice. We want to hear his. Happy Trails was on Diver Down. There you go. Was it Diver Down? Diver Down. Yeah. 
Yeah, I knew it was a Van Halen one because I had it and I played it when I was doing. And I should know this since I, I just said it was my. For, <laughs> I should have. I should. Yeah, known I went this. to school for media communication, so so I actually was a DJ during college. So I remember playing it because I had it on a. <laughs> I had it on a cassette way back then to be able to mix it into my stuff. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But it's just bringing that back that you know the Van Halen name. It doesn't matter. He only had. 319 Instagram followers. You know the name when you say it out loud. Yeah. That's, that's the most important part about life now. How many followers you have? No. How many people went to one of his concerts in the heyday? More than people that went to his Instagram page. Because there's so many people that aren't following him on Instagram, mm-hmm. but they've got 10,000 billion views on YouTube because they want to see him playing the guitar, um, his, his guitar solo. They want yeah. to go and see Beat It because he let off and talked about how he he did the licks on the beginning of Beat It. Yeah, that solo. And, you know, I mean, another thing about I mean, if you think about Eddie Van Halen as well, especially, you know, with branding and marketing as well, is, is what does Eddie Van Halen's guitar look like? Oh, exactly. I mean, you know, it's, it's the red, red and white. With the white and black. So yeah, the red, white, and black stripes. Exactly. And that was, to me, that was the Panama. To me, that was what Panama was known for. So, oh, sure, sure. That was all of. Or you know, for, for that matter, I mean, for that matter, I mean, you got uh, Randy Rhodes as well with the uh, circles, circles on his guitar, or you know. Well, even the bassist—I forgot his name at this point—but he had the Jack. Alex, not Alex. Uh, Michael. Michael. Anthony. Michael Anthony. Yeah. yeah. He had the Jack Daniels bass. Yeah, he did. Yep, yeah, he did. yeah, he did. Well, it's and just like a cheap and cheap trick, the guitarist for cheap trick, I forget his name, but he had the you know the guitar with eight different different handles. And yeah, yeah, that that SG, that yeah. SG hybrid. Yep. Just um, you know, you got to have your your gimmick or your your stick or or something that makes you stand out. You know, it's a, I think that's yeah. a really important part of branding is if you're even on whether it's like Instagram or Facebook or whether it's just like walking down the street. People have to recognize who you are and, you know, for Ryan, you're a perfect example of that. Last couple of years, you've been like the long beard, cowboy hat, leather yeah. pants in the middle of like 100 degree temperature. Doesn't matter. You're just going to be sweating. It is crazy. But that's your signature. Yeah. Everybody has to have a signature, you know, and I think that's that's well, part everyone- of it. So many brand. people give me crap about my visors, but I'm like, yeah, but that's part of me now. Yeah, that's yeah. part of that's part of your brand. Is you, yeah, fit, you know, your brand is your visors, your t-shirts, your you know, your stocking caps, your shirts. It's everybody's got to have what? some kind of like a little bit of a their 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 gimmick, and just like Eddie Van Halen, it's his guitar. It's like uh, Anthony or Michael Anthony, it's his uh, it's his bass guitar that looks like Jack Daniels. I think it's but here's cool. here's a, a something to add on to that though is that okay, you know you have you have Eddie Van Halen and you know how many people went and saw Eddie Van Halen before you know Van Halen you know well before Sammy Hagar because I, I think that Sammy Hagar destroyed that band but I mean that's my own personal opinion but you know he yeah, never really changed Harry Sharon earlier so but that's uh, a <laughs> different <laughs> I, w- I, I was going to say the, I can't even remember who the third singer for the band was bef- after Sammy oh yeah well that was even disastrous well, <laughs> more disastrous than Sammy well he was good as the lead singer of Extreme so oh, okay. as much as I like Gary Sharon because 
they're from Boston. I've seen them in concert. Nuno, Nuno went the way of actually Eddie Van Halen and started doing some reps on Janet Jackson's songs. So it's kind of like uh, they crossed over from that point. So I didn't like him as Van Halen because I was an extreme fan. And I'm like, no, he's an extremely singer, not Van Halen, because yeah. I knew the voice for so long. And I'm like, no, you can't switch to that. You're there. Well, and, and to me, Dave, Dave is, is the lead singer. I mean, even though he couldn't sing, he was the lead singer. <laughs> I but what I consider on two different bands. It's, it's Van Halen, Sammy, and Van Halen, David. So exactly. you mean Van Hagar? Yeah, it's Van Hagar and Van Halen. <laughs> All the way. And to, sadly, I kind of like them both because I like Van Hagar for their little bit of cheesy pop. You know, it was like simple, easy, easy listening. But you know, you know, um, cheesy pop and branding and whatnot. I mean, okay, you know, you look at you look at Eddie Van Halen. He always kind of looked the same, even when you know he changed his look a little bit. He was always kind of the same and. You know, you still thought of Eddie Van Halen. Like, I still, like, until he died two days ago, if you would have asked me what Eddie Van Halen looked like, he still had long hair. He would still wear his leather, you know, or, or spandex pants and his shirt all the way open. He was still, you know, uh, married to, to Val- Valerie Bertinelli. He never changed. <laughs> exactly. Where, which I, I hated the fact that, that, you know, he was married to Valerie Bertinelli because I had a huge crush on her when I was a kid. But, um, hey, one day at a time. So, <laughs> well, yeah, totally. <laughs> But but if you if you look about it, you know who, who has been able to to um, transcend, you know, time essentially, you know, like like you know, and stay current, and it's, and it's not even necessarily staying current, just like you know, constantly changing is you know somebody like Madonna, where you know she does she does you know the the blonde ambition, the you know whatever, where it's like super blonde hair for a long time, and then she switches to. You know, something else and switches to something else. So every couple of years, you know, you're talking to me about me with my beard and the cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you, you got to change it up. I mean, but when you change it, you got to really make it your new brand. So if you ask me, I love Eddie Van Halen. He's, you know, and I love, you know, David Lee Roth and I love, you know, um, Motley Crue. But if you think of people that have had longevity for longer, I mean, really, Cher, you know, Madonna, Aerosmith. You know, yeah, they they change their they change it up a little. I would say Depeche Mode more. Depeche Mode, you know, yeah. because Depeche Mode went through went through many different you know inc- incarnations of Depeche Mode, where you know, or or Beck, you know, who comes mm-hmm. out with a new sound every couple of years, you know. That's I think that's how you stay valid. So I, you know, and I think we can almost relate it to social media too. Is that I think that you know people don't want to see the same thing over and over and over again. A good example, I mean, as you know, uh, and again, I'm sorry for completely bogarting, but I haven't really talked to anybody in a long time. I feel like, so it's like <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, Travis, you know, put up a picture, Travis Miller from Chicago put up a picture of, of you know, Sassoon's, you know, closing down the, the Sassoon in, in Chicago. Why is that? Is it because they're, they're still Sassoon, Sassoon to Sassoon to Sassoon, which I love that. But could they have changed up their style or their look a little bit to maintain relevancy now, you know, like Madonna has, or like Lady Gaga has, or like, you know, uh, Miley Cyrus has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's adapting even Instagram itself, because I mean, when mm-hmm. I first started Instagram, it was news feeds and that was the only thing. Mm-hmm. And then Instagram started adding Twitter. Then Instagram started adding Periscope, which is IGTV. Mm-hmm. Then they started adding Snapchat with the stories. Now they just added TikTok. 
so it's like the one thing that Instagram started is the least thing that something mm-hmm. is going on Instagram for now. So right. it's not a, Instagram now is like seven apps in one. Yeah, I'm not going on Instagram to look at all just nothing but news feeds. So the percent of the percent I spend on Instagram is not the news feeds anymore. It's looking at reels. It's looking at explore. So I mean, if I had a pie chart and I was able to ask somebody how often do you go on news feeds and how bored do you get after ten photos, you used to go through two thousand photos. Mm-hmm. But now I get too distracted by other items. So my goal now is I try to be like, well, if they're going to look at my newsfeed, I'm going to give them a picture to get them to stop and then go to my website because I kick them off Instagram. So yeah. I'm using my newsfeed by only getting one or two posts a day, maybe 10 a week, where I'm posting 50 times on my stories. Right. Because if I can pull them to my stories and they look at 15 different pictures today, so, like, if you had a chance to look at nothing but pictures today, I post a video of, everyone knows, Justin Dillaha. He's, like, my buddy. Mm-hmm. And I've known him since I started nothing but pixies, but he takes amazing reels. He actually goes up right to the girl's head when he's cutting it with his assistant. But he doesn't post them on his page. He posts them in his stories. Right. But then I go and say the stories, and I turn it into a video, and then I get tons of engagement on the videos. And it's just a matter of he's doing it correctly but he's not using it to drive the traffic to the stories because he doesn't need it. He doesn't want business. He's full. He's, he's got like a waiting list. Right. He's got a salon that's jam packed. He's just using it for what he needs to, to just kind of keep stuff for the day. Sometimes he doesn't post on his page for a week on the feed, but he's posting on his stories every single day at work. So you, when you go to Justin's page, I'm going to look at his stories to see what I can steal. <laughs> And because it's the first time it's getting on the news feed because they didn't follow Justin and they're following it now. Right. And it's just a matter of he's got those cuts that you know, kind of like a Vidal Sassoon. I mean, yeah. I know he was trained by um, the Z-Gat guys, right? Yeah, was it? Z-Gat? Steven went yeah. to Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he went to his, yeah, the I mean, Z-Gat class I, in Miami. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it, and, and also um, Federico. Mm-hmm. But it's just a matter of, but the same thing. I've had conversation with him, so I know a lot of his background instead of, like, kind of just that aspect. I mean, I've chatted with him at the different trade shows. We DM, like, all the time. So, yeah. so it's just getting to the point where I feel he's a friend. Even though I don't have his telephone number, I don't need it because I DM him if I need to. But it's just a matter of now our relationship is built from seven years now right? where I – consider him part of that little group that I'm in the people that I'm going to look at his page if I want something good because I know it's going to kick right and yeah. and he grew through Pinterest he grew because he did that cut on um on um, Julia that went everywhere where she even was going to supermarket because every single female was saving that photo because it looked a little bit like Frankie Sanford from the Saturdays style where everyone was kind of comparing it, where she got stopped. Oh my God, you're so-and-so, I have you on my Pinterest feed. And and that's what people need to start realizing. You're creating content, and if you're not posting it on Pinterest, where people are spending more time on, mm-hmm. they're spending more and more, and Pinterest is giving you more love, then you're letting you, your content sit in one location when you can take that same piece of content and post it in nine different locations, and each location is a different audience. Right. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to get people to understand 
I'm posting less on Instagram because I'm spending more time on my Facebook because people engage on my Facebook yep. because you can post a gift as a reply. You can on Instagram. I'll just say, hey, send me, send me your funniest meme. Oh, tag me in a picture of your favorite selfie. And I get 400 pictures, which is new content because they're replying with their picture because I asked them to. Right. Because I got 130,000 followers on Facebook, but my average age on Facebook is that 80s, 90s girls that knew, like what me and Stephen were talking about earlier, was Dirty Dancing and like those right. 80s MTV videos. Yep. Mm -hmm. and, and that's how I'm utilizing my reel is I'm putting those 80s girls that had the pixies and I'm reposting them on the page because I know who they are. Like I found a picture the other day of Phoebe Keats when she got our pixie, somebody sent it to me, but it was a bad version, but I found it and I found a better version, but I found like somebody sent me the magazine article and it turned out that, um, what's his name from Vidal Sassoon? What's his name? Gordon. Is his last name? Michael Gordon. Michael Gordon. Was, was he? Well, he actually taught it. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, Michael Gordon. No, Michael Gordon was Bumble. Yeah. Yeah. Bumble. Bumble. Yeah. Michael Gordon, yeah. But he he taught it. But now I know who he oh. is. But when I originally saw it, I knew Phoebe Kate and she had the yeah. pixies. But mm -hmm. when I posted her on Nothing But Pixies, how many of my followers knew who she was? Probably very little. How many guys know who she was? But not because of the pixie, but because of that scene coming out of the pool. Yeah. But how many yeah. 17 year old kids today know her if you said the word Phoebe Kate? Because she retired to be a mom with mm -hmm. Kevin Klein. <clears throat> but how many kids in the 80s? Had her up, like like Van Halen. Had that wall. Had yeah. like had a lock list. But she's got, she doesn't even have an Instagram. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean it. it it's very. So basically, what you're saying is every you know, like Pinterest and Facebook, they each have their own different market and different age groups that follow them. Yeah, and if you're not looking at your your core audience. If you're not going in and saying, okay, what is the percent of my audience that's female? What is the percent of my audience that's in the United States? What's the percent of my audience um, that is above 40? And if you actually look at my nothing but pixies on Instagram and on Facebook, they're actually pretty close because my 35 and up audience is more than 50% of my following. I don't have 13 to 18 year olds on nothing but pixies. But because they're all on TikTok. Right. Now they are left you, Instagram to go to TikTok. Right. And are you using TikTok now? Um, no, because it was just way too much work. Too much work. Too. I was utilizing it to create apps. I was utilizing it to add music. Mm -hmm. But now because the reels exist, I just utilize it in a reel. And, and I look for that obscure song that I want to be first. And explain reels to me because I don't know what that is. Well, I sent you that the video earlier. Yeah, you did. You sent me a video. Of, of, so basically, you take 15 or 30 seconds. Okay. You basically do a story. Yeah. So you'll go into your feed. You get a 30-second clip or a 15-second clip that you can pull out of your gallery. You upload it. <laughs> And it's basically like doing a story, but you just get it so it's on your feed, too. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't have to. You can write a caption, or you don't have to write a caption. Oh, oh wow. Interesting. 
How do you? Now they're doing the same thing with YouTube now too, aren't they? Yeah, and Pinterest is doing stories, and Pinterest okay. is doing carousels. They're all copying each other. Yeah. Interesting. See, I'm learning so much today. Yeah, and that's the thing. You have one piece of content that never goes out of style. Right, because you can so, use it on Because I tend to clip to you. I tend to clip to you, and I know Ryan's in our age group. Mm. Um, but if I said the name Rocky for a Cat to you, would you know who that was, Ryan? No. If I said the song Toe in the Line, that was number eight in 1980. Yeah, yeah, I think I remember that song, yeah. Yeah, that's him. Okay. <laughs> So last week, I was driving around, and I was listening to 80s on 8, and Nina Blackwood was hosting, which was cool. Oh, wow. I like listening to Nina while they're yeah. all on 80s on 8. Mark Goodman, Alan Hunter, so it's like reliving MTV without seeing them. Right. I, they're introducing the song. She goes, oh, we're going to go back to 1980 and do this one-hit wonder and da-da-da. <clears throat> I couldn't stop listening to the song because it's catchy. Mm. I went and actually did a... Um, my number one most saved video ever on Pinterest. It's been saved almost a hundred thousand times. <laughs> it's by this girl named Anna Favron. It was a cut by Rafael Badalucci down in Brazil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went in, made a reel, and I used that song. And in seven days, it's been played three hundred thousand times. Wow! I already knew it was going to get saved because it got saved the first time around. But how many people do you think are like, oh my god? As soon as I heard the song, I knew the words right away. And it hasn't been on the radio in 40 years. But everyone still but it knew was it. Huge. It was huge in 1980 because it went to number eight, and it was the 40th top song of the year. But he never had another hit. But it's like a new song to me because I haven't heard it in so long. Yeah, yeah. So I've been listening to it a lot, going, Alexa, play that song. And if I can pull that song back, because I know my audience likes the song, instead of playing something like Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. I'm going to get engagement on both the song, because basically Reels to me is YouTube. Right. Reels mm-hmm. to me is today's MTV. I don't want to see that 17-year-old lip sync into a song. I want to see the actual artist lip sync into the song. Right. Yeah. Like, I'll post Amy Lee singing from... Evanescent. Look at those videos and time that they put in back in those videos. Where I'm posting it on Instagram now under a 30 second clip. And but you can because, because created, yeah, now I can. Yeah. I'm not getting blocked. Yeah. Interesting. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I did not understand. I did not realize that's how that all is working. It's like MTV, essentially, like you said. Yeah. And again, it's like now now you're pulling not just from one market, now you're pulling from two or three different people, you know, markets of people where they, like, will engage the music. Oh, I went through the whole 80s catalog, Pat Benatar, Sheena Easton, um, because everyone's like, oh, post so-and-so. Oh, don't forget, don't forget this girl. Oh, don't forget Amy Mann from Till Tuesday. Don't forget. So they were giving me the list of people that they looked up to <coughs> because that was my audience. Right. And, mm-hmm. and your- that is my audience. So you, you you're utilizing your DMs and you're utilizing your your Facebook and you're getting feedback from your cust from your from your audience of what they want to actually hear and see. Uh-huh. And then you're I'm letting content. them tell me what they want to hear based on how they react to when I post it. Right. 
So smart. On the opposite page, I posted his pants yesterday with the fly on his head, and I lost 500, 500 people already because I'm posting bad stuff about pants. Interesting. Yeah. I'm like, it was on TV. Like, it was all over the place. It was. Pretty... I'm like, I'm not the only one posting this. I'm like, you're a little whiner because all it is is a fly laying on his head and you're upset because I'm upsetting your cult leader, Mr. Trump. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but in a week, everyone's going to forget because they're going to move on to something else. Yeah. But today, that fly's going everywhere. Oh, like yeah. Gordon from, from Hairbrain posted fly... Man of the Year and it's Man of the Year, yeah. yeah. Magazine. I, I was mean, gonna say everywhere, everywhere I look on Instagram today was the fly <laughs> on the hair. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I took a little bit of the video and and I added "Pretty Fly for a White Guy" from a song from I forgot the band now, but um, uh, Offspring. Offspring, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's awesome. But it's it. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, that's but in a week, everyone's gonna forget because we're gonna be on something else. Well, that's so it's a... keeping them entertained today, like it's news, is what I do on Instagram. I'm entertaining them today. If I don't want to entertain today, I don't post on my page today because I want to take the day off. Do you find you're taking more days off now because of COVID and like you're not doing as much on on social media? No, unfortunately, I'm doing more because I'm not getting out of the house as much as much as I should and getting that social interaction because even when I walk around my town is like a ghost town right like all the business all the businesses they're not even <laughs> they're not even out and about for lunch like the sandwich shop that usually has a line they took the summer off because oh, wow. they weren't getting business because everyone's right. working from home so where I am the big city people are working from home so even when I walk around, it's like, okay, nobody's here. I don't have to worry about pissing people off by not wearing a mask because I'm not coming within six feet of people. Wow. Ryan, what's it like in, in Kansas? It's, um, oh, you know, wait, are you in Missouri? Are, are you in Missouri or are you in uh, Kansas? Missouri, yeah. That's okay, a massive, massive difference. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, there is a difference between the two. It's the same city. Yeah, yeah. Is it the same city? Yeah, or? yeah. Okay. It is well, Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. Um, there's it's it's still open for business. Um, there's a lot less traffic. I mean, there's not as many people I think as as around as there there might have been. Mm-hmm. Um, bars aren't open. Restaurants are. You know, so like if you have a bar at a restaurant, then you can be open. But if you, you know, are just a bar, they're closed, which is really sad for. You know, like jazz clubs. I mean, this is a, a, a jazz city, and there's a lot of jazz clubs that haven't been open since March. You know, they're getting busy um, here by having food trucks and bringing in potato chips. Yeah, and bringing in like somebody to just kind of sell stuff outside. So I don't know if they're able to kind of sneak those around here, but they were yeah. kind of yeah, they're kind of doing allowing the same that here. to happen for that purpose. Well, they just started putting the portal glass up here too, so even more so now i feel like i'm in jail <laughs> and somebody's on the other side with a telephone taking my order from me so yeah yeah it's a very it's a very different world it's a di- it's definitely yeah. a different world i mean it, it, the days of like i what i miss the most right now because of covid it, besides uh um 
being super crazy busy in the salon. I mean, I'm still busy, but not like not like I was. But what I miss the most right now is like going to see live music, and it's been yeah. kind of cool. Minneapolis is, is a big music city, so there've been a few places that are starting to do music, but they're outside. So I'm curious how they're going to keep doing that in the throughout the winter, or if they're going yeah, to. Yeah, I'm going to actually go see my so first. I'm going to go see my first show we, next week, so we'll see how that goes. I'm going to go sit out. The, they reopened up some of the drive-ins, the old school drive-ins around here that oh, yeah. were closed. They kind of revamped them a little bit. So, and a couple weeks ago, my brother, my buddy went, and they were doing uh they were doing a Pink Floyd laser show at, at one of them. So oh, really? It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool what some of the things are doing to adapt. I saw that Federico, so Adam is doing, is doing some uh, drive-in kind of uh, hair show also. Yeah, in which, for, for uh, Arnco. For yeah, Arnco. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was a great yeah. idea. And I think, it, yeah, I think there's, I, I really, what I have to say is I really think it's like goes back to what, Ryan, you were saying like months ago when COVID was first hitting and people were so down about it. And you're like, this is a great opportunity for reinvention. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it really is. And it's really kind of cool to see businesses change the way they're doing things so that they can actually mm-hmm. like uh, kind of grow. And I think that even ties into marketing. That's why I think this is a really good podcast to have with you, Don, on it, because I think it's time for people to really think about instead of just posting or just worrying about building content, but really understanding like what they're trying to sell is you're trying to sell a brand whatever that might be. And they can like mm-hmm. utilize so many different avenues now, instead of just being stuck on one. And I think it's really cool that you can, you're bringing this to everybody. And, and that's partially why all these brands are closing that have been around forever. And, and it was the perfect opportunity for me to shut. I'm all about the hair down. It's gone. I, I put it on an Instagram page and I made it private. Nobody can follow it everyone's still tagging the hashtag because they want a feature, but they're not following. So I'm kind of be like, okay, well, I get people to do the engagement because they're clicking it mm-hmm. or are they just tagging it because they still want a feature, but they're not looking at what I'm posting for other people's work by saying, Oh my God, why am I not following him? Because they're not taking the time to go and engage on other people's photos. You can see that on all the big pages too. There's like minimal engagement. They, yeah. they just are worrying about, did I get a feature? Yes or no. I'm not going to go look at everybody else's work. People are inspired. <clears throat> so when I'm telling them to do Pinterest, I'm like, you want to be more about you on Pinterest and less about you behind the chair. I want to know what are you interested in, not just what you do for work. And right. too many people's Instagram pages are that way with Pinterest allows me to be me. Mm-hmm. It allows me to post my Red Sox pitches without right. people engaging it because that's not what they came to the page for. So by me changing it to Fidden, Fidden is my number two brand. Not all about the hair anymore. I always jokingly would call I'm all about the hair, the redhead and stepchild. I had only grew because it it was a needed thing. It needed a feature page. Right. But now there's 17 million balayage feature pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now there's 17 million vibrant pizza pages. Right. But when you want to go to a page that has the most pictures of short hair, 
nothing but pixies the first thing both sides think of. Right. So that, I'm all about the hair is nothing now except for a popular hashtag. Because I never did a logo. I never did a website. Interesting. So it allowed yeah. me to go 100% on pixies and turn the big page into Fidden, which is the one that I'm really going to care about in 10 years. Right, because that, that, that actually is your brand of coaching and marketing. Mm-hmm. Because the other fitting is now me. It's the dawn of social media where I can post what right. I'm doing. Exactly. It's my blog now. So when people are like, well, you can't post pictures of Trump because I came here to see hair photos. I'm like, no, you didn't because you're not visiting the profile. I'm like, you're just telling me what you want to see. Then just unfollow me. I don't care. I don't care I lost 5,000 people this week. I got tons of people engaging because I'm getting it down to the audience right. that I want by turning yeah. off some of the fat on the end. Right. So you're I'm like, go. You're this actually like me. condensing this is what it. what I want to post. Yeah. That, I think that's, you know, I think that is really, that it's smart and it's, uh, it's a good way of looking at it. It's make, again, it's something that you can coach other people on and, and teach them on how to utilize different, you know. Well, they count every single person that unfollows them. So it's like, it's like ripping off that Band-Aid, like, oh, no, I lost 10 people this week. I'm like, I lost 10,000 this month. I'm like, do you see me upset? No. You're like, nope. Because at the end of the day, they still know my name. Right. At the end of the day, they still know I'm all about the hair, even if they're not following the page because I say it out loud and they know it. So I might lose them as them following me every week. They still know my brand. Right. The brand is not going to get forgotten. It's like yeah, it would be like it would be like you know in the salon. I mean, you know what I've been telling you know I'll, you know my the staff here is is you know there are some people that are you know Walmart shoppers and there's some people that are Prada shoppers and there's some people that are Gucci shoppers and there's some people that are, you know, Macy's. I mean, you know, and we're not going to get the Dollar Tree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and we're not going to, we're not going to, you know, some people aren't going to want to come to us and we're not for everybody. And, you know, it's okay if, you know, somebody calls up and they're like, well, how much to, to get a haircut? We, we quote them and they're like, nobody will ever pay that price. No, people will pay that price for, for that haircut. You know, and, and it's a completely, you know, different haircut than if you go to, you know, Grey Clips. And I'm not, I'm not talking down about any of the other brands that I've mentioned. I'm just saying, you know, some people, you know, are, choose to, to spend their money in another way. Just like some people choose to, to go to Nothing But Pixies or All About The Hair or, you know, whatever. And, and you know, if they don't want to see what you're posting right now, well, then, you know, that there's another spot that they could go to. You know, yeah, and, I have, and I'm looking for that new audience in six months. Once yeah. I change the page and I'm looking for that new audience, and I'll start advertising it. I'll right. start boosting posts because I have enough photos up that you don't even realize the page at one point was I'm all about the hair because there's no hair photo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I still have the page if they really want to go follow it, but they're not. But it's why I did it private because I don't want to focus on it. It's in the closet. It's wrapped up in a box. Mm -hmm. And and when people are like, why'd you do it? I'm like, look at tears. I'm like, I'm just putting it on the sides. I might go back and dig it back out, but it fulfilled the purpose of what I needed to do. But COVID forced me to shut it down. 
yeah. is what I'm telling people. So I'm using that in a way, <laughs> the same exact way, but it's kind of like, it's that return on investment. So like when I come to Minnesota now, because I know where do I want to go, Stephen, to get a burger? And why do I want to get a burger a specific way? Ooh, where do you want to get a burger? What's the, what's the burger that you made me get the first time? I'm trying to remember. Said, what <laughs> is the burger in Minnesota known? Oh, oh, we went to, I'm trying to think. Did we go to the Blue Door? Yeah. Yes, I think we went to the Blue Door for the Blue Sea. Yeah. Exactly. But I never heard of it. But now it's just like every time I come to Minnesota, I'm like, I need to get that blue cheeseburger. I don't even remember the name. I just remember it's the blue cheeseburger. It was the blue cheeseburger. It was the blue sea. Yep. Blue cheese stuffed but, between two patties all mushed together. It's great. It sounds amazing. Oh, no, it's really great. Oh, it is. But Ryan, it's, when it's, you come up, you got to. But it's on all the restaurants. I mean, I went and got one near the Twins game. Oh, yeah. Near the Twins stadium, like around the corner. <clears throat> But I was like, ooh, I like the other place better. But I might spend $20 at a burger at one place because I know it's really good as compared to $5, but knowing, okay, it sucks. They don't give you enough meat, and I actually need two to make up for the size right. because they give me six ounces instead of a pound. Because <laughs> a you, a you realize burger. the return. Yeah. Huh? I said a pound is a really big burger. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there was a place, another place that went out, out here, it was called Bennigan's, and it was two half-pound burgers, and it was called the Big Irish. But Bennigan's went out of business. But I oh. still remember the name from going as a kid. Right. I remember Bennigan's. Thinking I could finish it, even yeah. though I always finished it when I went home. <laughs> it never got finished there. <laughs> but that little kid, I can eat that, Ma. I want the Big Irish. <laughs> Speaking of burgers, I'm probably going to have to go get one here in a second. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, we're almost <laughs> at that time. <laughs> I might too. Uh, well, Don, I want to thank you for being on the show. And do you have any last-minute words before we ask our final questions? Because I think we should probably ask our final question. Do you think? Yeah, I agree yeah, with I that. I think it would be good. So any well, last comments? This can be part one. Oh, yeah, we can do a lot, <laughs> yeah, probably, can do yeah. a lot more of these. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Well, it's, it's kind of like I was telling you. This week, everyone's talking about the fly. This week, everyone's talking about Eddie Van Halen. Last mm. week, people were talking about Helen Reddy. Um, if you were a, a, a mom in the 70s and everyone knew Helen Reddy because she sang that song, I Am Woman, but she passed away at 78. That girl yeah. passed away at 78. So, so it's just a matter of staying in that retrospect where you might have been listening to Mac Davis songs I didn't realize he wrote songs for Elvis, but because oh, yeah. he passed away, I read his history, and I was like, "Wow!" I just knew him from being on the Muppets and stuff like that, right? Because mm-hmm. it wasn't like somebody I listened to, but but reading his history, going, "Wow!" He wrote songs for Elvis. He knew Elvis. It was like knowing Sinatra. It was like he lived a good life at seventy-eight. Yeah. But nobody remembers what he's done for the last twenty years. But it didn't matter because what he did in the 50s and 60s was huge. Right. It, it made it. But he got forgotten. Helen Reddy got forgotten. Right. In a way Van Halen did because they haven't played in five years. So it's yeah. like your, your time is, is fleeting. You need to hit today because in five years from now, you might not be relevant. 
and people are going to forget about you until you pass away. And I don't want to have that scenario happen to me or people that I kind of help. You want to keep adapting your brand so you're relevant tomorrow and in five years from now. Right. So by having that plan five years from now, 10 years from now, instead of just going, I want to be famous today, I'm like, that's great. But how many people had a lot of MySpace followers? Yeah. <laughs> They're gone. It doesn't mean shit. You know, Periscope or so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or even if TikTok happens to get shut down by the time this airs, because Trump was upset that the TikTok is blasted him by ordering tickets to his rally and then nobody showed up. <laughs> exactly. Well, and it's crazy because it's like if you, again, it's like if you have everything in one basket and then if that basket's taken away from you, then you're screwed. Yeah. You know, so it's it's great to like really brand you know, pull the brand across all platforms and to really understand how to brand and, and kind yeah, of and look there. at how quickly your brand can go away that you worked 40 years on it in six months. Exactly. Because a disease took it away from you. Yeah. It, 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 it's, that's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of nuts. I mean, I, I learned just like three years ago when I closed one location, even though I had two locations closed one in Minneapolis and I still had my big main one location in St. Paul. But what was interesting was perception of the community and even like the the Veda schools and a bunch of the other schools, they thought that our whole company went out of business because we closed our yeah. smallest location. And that means I did a really bad job on marketing and really getting people to understand um, that we were, you know, that we've had a lo- another long-term location in St. Paul, which is only like six miles away. So it, it's crazy how you can, ch- your perception changes so quickly just by little things, just like you said with COVID or, and then you're not known again until you're, until you die. Yeah. So. Unless you stay relevant like Cher or, or Madonna. Right. You got to change it up. Cher did a great yep. job of it. Madonna did a great job of it. Hate to say it, you two did a good job. Of, they've done a great job of it. They just like they're mm-hmm. not my favorite, but they're at the same time they changed throughout the whole their whole career. And I think you got to mm-hmm. continuously. Oh, you, you got a changing. movie made about your life, like Freddie Mercury. Now all of a sudden, the kids like, oh my god, have you heard the song by Nene and Rhapsody? Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like thirty years ago. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. I'm like. I saw it in that movie about him. <laughs> exactly. Well, talking about but music. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, but this final note, in which we were talking earlier, Stephen, was I don't know if you saw the thing on TikTok about the Spanish guy in California that was longboarding on TikTok, and he was drinking a bottle of ocean spray. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Thing? I saw that. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't get to watch it. It was on mute. What was, what was that all about? So it went viral. So mm-hmm. it just says he was skating down the street, drinking ocean spray, singing Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. What did okay. he get out of it? Fleetwood Mac Dreams now was the number one most streamed song of last week. It's the highest that it's counted since 1977. Nick Fleetwood recopied the TikTok with him singing it, even though it's Stevie singing it in the, in the yeah. song, not him. Ocean spray gave him a truck and filled it with ocean spray gallons. <laughs> because you know how many people probably went out and bought ocean spray oh, yeah. but basically they paid him 
basically a fee. They signed them to a contract. Right. Uh, cool. Giving them a truck. Because they were like, okay, well, we're going to give you this. We're going to show the love and we get people to realize Ocean Spray is what he was drinking. And and now he's got a million followers on Instagram. TikTok is blown up. He's got an agent now. <laughs> All because he did a 30-second video of him longboarding. And they realized he had funny other content on his page. Right. So he's got yeah. other videos that have picked up speed because he had other good content. It wasn't just a one hit. But That's in a month, cool. in a month, he's gonna get forgotten because somebody else did a viral video. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like the. It's like it's like uh, who was the singer again? I already forgot his name. Um, that from the '80s that we were talking about earlier. Who was that? Oh, dude, it's like Gautier. Oh, Go Yeah. Um, what was that? Uh, uh, now you're just somebody that I used to know. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, there you go. Now he's just somebody that we used to know. Exactly. They put out that one hit, that one wonder, and it was <laughs> exactly. like, boom, they're gone. Yep. It's, and, it was it's an annoying video. Yeah. and it was an annoying video. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so ask the question, Steven. Oh, all right, Don. Actually, since we're talking about one hit wonders, what are your top five one hit wonders? Oh, yeah. Of all time? Of all yeah. time. Nick Kershaw, wouldn't it be good? Okay. I have no idea who under that the Milky is. Way by the Under the Milky Way by the Skirt. Okay. Great song. Yeah, that's an awesome song. Uh, well, these are songs that, like, I do karaoke style, too. Okay. Um, and this one is going to – I don't remember if it's one hit, but I remember when we were walking around Minnesota – and there was, um, I think you even saw them there in concert. It was um, So Alive by um, Love and Rockets. Yes. Yes, Love and Rockets. That's so not alive. a one hit wonder necessarily, but I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was because I remember seeing it on the star on the sure, wall. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, and I did see them in concert there a couple of times. Of course, because I'm going with my 80s. We'll go talk talk by saying it's your life. Even though it got second love when when uh, Gwen Stefani re-sang it. Yeah. You got one more. Um what's one more I got? What's one more I got? Um we'll we'll go with um I don't know. That's one of I'm, I'm like stuck. Oh, the outfield. Oh, There's there you another go. one of my karaoke songs. What was that one song by the outfield? They only had one song that was ever played. Ryan, you got to know it, right? I, I know. I'm, I, I'm totally drawing a blank. <laughs> a lot, I'm thinking Rick Astley myself. What's yeah. the song by the outfield? <laughs> I know. I'm pulling it up. I'm like, let's see if I can find it on my computer here. Outfield. Uh, <laughs> All the love in the world. Say it isn't so. That's it. Say it isn't Say so. It isn't so. Yeah, Say it, it isn't that's so. It. Yeah. That's no, that's it. not it. Alexa, play the song by the outfield. It's Jokey's on a vacation far away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yep, yeah, I don't know what. 
I love my girls a little bit. I don't want to use your love. Uh, that's there you go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Any, yeah, that's a great song. <laughs> but those are songs that I'm using in my reels because I want to be first. Exactly. I want to own that video. Like the other day, I we posted a video and a girl was using, it's another good one, but it's the 90s. Um, she did the Sunshine song by Len. That was huge. It's awesome. I mean, um, it's it's good because you're utilizing every form of media. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that's so cool. But it's time to run. So, Don, I want to thank you for your time. Or walk slowly. Or walk slowly. Or walk slowly. <laughs> or walk slowly. <laughs> so, I want to thank you guys all for being on the here. The only time I run is when somebody's chasing me. So, Oh, I was going to say, you sound like my son. That's his whole thing is like, people aren't supposed to run unless you're like being chased. But on that, yeah, note, and the only thing is, if somebody's chasing you, you just need to be faster than the other person. So. Yeah, so you better practice. <laughs> on that note, here we go. Well, thank you guys very much. I yeah. think this is a great one. I'd love to do it again. Yeah, we'll definitely yeah, have to do another one. So